this is Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds to rate, comment, all greatly appreciate it. So, yes, we are here with the second volume of season four of Stranger Things. Before we get into it, this is a solo hosted show. It is just me. I can repeat myself. I can say something that's wrong. There will be spoilers for like anything Stranger Things related, past, present, and potentially future. Who knows? If that's not your vibe, feel free to go and check out a different podcast. So, like I was saying, we're back with volume two of season four of Stranger Things. If you have not listened to my thoughts on volume one, be sure to go and listen to it. I have linked it in the show notes so make sure to go check it out because we are not going to do like a complete uh revisit of everything that happened in the first seven episodes because we've already talked about it we're literally going to focus on (laughs) these last two episodes also i realize you know because you know i'm human we all make mistakes i believe i said that this was the final season of Stranger Things. And lo and behold, this is not the final season of Stranger Things. Season five is the final season of Stranger Things. So we have one more season. And I'm like trying to figure out how I got it mixed up. (laughs) But to me, I feel like every article or whatever I saw talking about Stranger Things up until when it dropped made it seem like season four was the final season. And I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I was like, I don't know how they're going to wrap everything up in two episodes, but like, we're just going to see them try. Well, clearly, no, we need a whole nother season because there was no way to wrap up everything in those last two um, episodes. So I don't know. And also, I think the thing with like the time jump that I kept seeing referenced in articles because the kids are getting old, all of that. I don't know, somewhere along the line, I missed the plot and I thought season four was the final season, but it's not. So here we are. So we're going to talk about these final two episodes. My thoughts, if you are new, I don't do like a whole recap. I just literally talk about the things that I feel like are important to talk about. I do have notes that I reference um, so I can remember what it is that I do want to talk about. And then we're going to talk about what does season five look like? Going to warn here, I have not read a lot of articles, which I probably should because maybe I wouldn't (laughs) think that season four is the final season. But I haven't read too many articles just because it seems like they're all talking about the same thing um, based on what I was seeing. Essentially, like, it's going to be the final season. The kids potentially are getting older. Like, I feel like that keeps being referenced in all the um, articles I've, I've been seeing, regardless of if it's talking about season five or season four, which is like, duh, the kids have been getting older every season. Like, why would they stop? But, uh, yeah, so let's just get into it. So, final two episodes. I didn't write down the total runtime for episode eight, but I believe it was about an hour and a half, if I'm remembering correctly. But season, or episode nine 
was two hours and 22 minutes. I did write that down. And it was the most stressful two hours and 22 minutes of television I watched in a while. I was so stressed out. Oh my gosh. If you could be in a room with me, maybe, uh, maybe one day I will like get videos of me watching stuff because I was tired. I was stressed. I was like, oh my gosh, this is literally, y'all already know how I feel about people doing things that they don't need to do to uh, try to take someone down or whatever. So like the whole concept of them being like, oh, we're going to go back into the upside down after we just got up out the upside down and them navigating that and then the stressfulness of all that and then everyone's in their different areas of the world trying to like <laughs> save the people of Hawkins. It was a lot. So one of the things that I did talk about in the volume one episode was how are they because you know I thought this was the final season and I was like oh if this is the final season like they have to all be back together at some point so it was not the final season but it, and I also talked about I just don't see how realistically especially um the group with Mike and Will and Jonathan like I, I just didn't see how realistically they would be able to get back to Hawkins in time in the final two episodes completely made sense what happened here um, completely forgot about the, um, what I wrote it down because I was like, I am going to forget what this is called. All I can think about that's coming in my head is from, um, the flight attendant they call it the Mayan palace, but that's not what it's called here. <sighs> Either way. Okay. Maybe I didn't write it down, but essentially it's still, it's when 11 can go into people's heads and see what they're doing. I completely forgot about that. So that was like a workaround for them for 11 once she gets her powers back because we knew she was going to get her powers back um, to be able to help in some way. And uh, let's see, how do we do this? Because there are a few things that I want to talk about. And sometimes the things I want to talk about, I feel like they connect, but they're the way I want to talk about them, they're all separate in a way. <laughs> Let's talk about Will. <laughs> so, I've been saying this for like, at least since last or the volume one episode, I talked about this a little bit. I know this has been a thing like all over social media and in articles about Stranger Things where people are like, what is Will's sexual identity? Because that just seems to be something that seems like potentially could be something that's explored at some point in the show. In volume one, I mentioned there was a moment, because, you know, Will Will is an interesting character. I've talked about this since I've been talking about this show. Will is an interesting character because he spent so much time in Upside Down. He ends up coming back out of the Upside Down. And now he's just, his friends have gotten to experienced life in a way that he didn't get to during that period while he was stuck in the upside down and then he also has to deal with like the remnants of being in the upside down which is like part of the reason why they ended up leaving because freaking Joyce was like <laughs> I'm done with this town we need to go which is like smart smart um but it's just always been he's always been an interesting character and I've always felt like especially since He's been out of the Upside Down and has been um, 
intertwined with the group, like in in the in the non upside down world, it's always been like, okay, what is going on with Will? And I've, I always say this every single time I talk about Stranger Things. And so in volume one, I kind of talked about it. There was moments where I was like, okay, is is this really a thing? Are we is it are we really like okay what? First of all, what's the deal with, with Will? Because I always ask that question. But also, like, is Will into Mike? Like, are, is that what we're trying to, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm getting those vibes, but I don't know. Then we get this moment in volume two between uh, him and Mike when they're in the back seat and they're talking. And, like, it seems like Will is making all of these, like, references to things in a way that's not, like, him being like, oh, I'm gay or something like that. But we see Jonathan in the front seat. He's kind of like listening in and like watching Will in the rearview mirror. And it's like, I literally wrote down, Jonathan, are you picking up what I think they're trying to put down? Because like, I feel like he's getting those vibes as well. And then we have a moment when they're uh, filling the, like the dough, the pizza dough freezer with salt for um eleven salt bath so that she can get into um what's her name? Max's head and they're talking or whatever and Jonathan's like, you know, you can I feel like we haven't really been able to talk and like, oh you, I mean you guys watch, you all know what what he said. Essentially like if there's anything that you want to tell me, it doesn't matter. Like I'm here for you. Like these are common types of conversations that we see um especially like in the the teen shows and stuff that we have now. Um, and this common thread throughout like the conversations that I'm sure a lot of um, people who come out, which is like, why did I have to, blah, 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 blah. but people who come out um, in real life probably have similar conversations where it's like, oh, they're scared to come out because they don't know how their family's going to accept them. But then they come out and then their family's like, I mean, everyone's experience is different, but using this one experience is like, oh, you know, I'm going to love you regardless, or like, it doesn't matter what you're going to tell me. I'm always going to love you. Like those types of, um, conversations. So I was like, okay, is this about to be the moment? But like, we see, we'll like hug him and it's like, get pretty much thankful for that relationship that he has with his brother, but he doesn't come like say like, I'm gay or anything like that. So now that we have another season or one final season, I don't know if that's going to be explored, if there's going to be more there, but it was kind of like that conversation happened. And then are we as a viewer supposed to interpret it however we want to interpret it, which everyone has essentially been interpreting well in their own way anyway, since pretty much the beginning of the show. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know how to take that whole thing. I thought it was a sweet moment. Um, you guys know I love like sibling moments, friend moments, family moment, moments. So that's on my list of things that I love. But it still leaves the question of like, what's the deal with Will? And it's, it's, and it's not even just like him, me being like, oh, I need Will to say that he's gay or something or anything like that. It's like, since he's come out of the upside down, Will has been, it doesn't seem like he's been all the way there like present even when they moved to California like he still seems like he's tiptoeing or like I don't know I don't know and so even outside of like what what does 
what is Will's sexual identity, which I think is kind of like a backseat conversation. It's more so like, what is going on with Will in general? And maybe that in, t- in tandem is why, like, he's kind of coming off as, I don't want to say aloof because I don't think that's the right word to describe him. But like, I don't know. I don't know. It's very, it's very, 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 um, not troubling. Oh my gosh. Why can't I come up with good words <laughs> to describe how I feel about Will as a character overall? I don't know. It's very interesting, intriguing, um, watching Will. Cause it's just like, I, we, I feel like as a viewer, it's like, oh, we know Will, but like, do we really know Will? Where I feel intimately connected to everyone else in this group, even Max in a way, because I feel like we've kind of like been with her and like we, with all of these kids and like been with them as they explored and experienced a variety of things over the seasons. While Will had his experience in the Upside Down, since then, I just feel like it's been like, but who is Will? Maybe that's more so what I'm getting at. Like, who is Will? Do we even really know? Maybe that will be answered in the final season five. And maybe I'm just the only one who feels that way. Let me know if you feel that way too. Because, like, it's very intriguing to me. And it's been the case every season since he's been out of the Upside Down. It's just like, what is the deal with Will? So, (laughs) that was the Will thing. Um... Let's see. Let's talk about Eleven because we saw her dealing with Papa, who actually ends up dying. For all this time, they did say, I saw an article, I believe it was with the Duffer Brothers, but they were like, he's dead for all this time. (laughs) We did see him die at the end, but it was just like, oh my gosh. Exploring that relationship and even all the way up to the end when he gets shot and he's like laying there and he's even still trying to pull the wool, the wool over Eleven's eyes and like manipulate her to be like, I was doing this because I love you. Hopefully you understand that. Tell me you understand that. And she didn't tell him that. And he had to die with that. Like you treated her like shit. You treated her like a prisoner. You literally kept her against her will. Even now, not even talking about everything horrible that he did to her and all those kids. Um, when she was in the um, lab or at the lab, but like even now in this season when, um, what is his name? Owens is like, oh, we said this time we were not going to um, keep her prisoner. Like it would be up to her. It's her choice. And he like was like, oh yeah, it's her choice. But then it was like, went behind their back and essentially imprisoned her and then put the, um, the, power dampening brace on her choker on her I was just like oh my gosh horrible person horrible person and then to all the way up to your last breath still try to manipulate her it was just like oh my gosh horrible character I mean there was a lot of a lot of like depth there and I think the interesting thing about Eleven is that she's she got to experience two types of fathers which is like not everyone gets to experience that. And so I think comparing him, um, Bernard to Hopper and like her realizing this is what a father should act like versus this is what a father shouldn't act like. 
is very unique and especially the fact of her like having that time spent with Hopper, losing Hopper, moving to California, experiencing that, and then ending up back with um, Brenner and then like experience that. I think her being able to tell the difference and then to make decisions for our own also just shows like the growth of Eleven in general because when we first meet Eleven, oh my gosh, what are we doing? I feel like we're gonna do a lot of this like going back to the beginning up to now. But I mean, it's true. Like when we first meet Eleven, she's like, she's kind of like not timid. She has these powers. She's like quick to like anger, but also like doesn't really understand her full potential. But then she's also like looking for validation from other people because she doesn't really know who she is. And I feel like we've gotten to the point that. um even more so she knows who she who she is and how powerful she is and like she's now like where we leave them when um I mean everyone watched it we already know what happened so when the upside down literally came to the what we call the right side up um and her like standing there as I see like the the white flakes because I don't think it's snow I don't really know what it is but like falling from the sky and her just standing in all in all of her like 11 um wonderfulness like I don't know that's that's a that's a great um trajectory from beginning to now and I feel like a lot of these kids have a good um have grown a lot since the beginning to now it's just the one will where I'm still like what's the deal with will but hopefully, hopefully, because season five is the final season, they'll, like, give us some, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like we need to, we need something because Will cannot just be, for us to have started this whole series, I know we're back on Will, for us to have started this whole series with the kids trying to save Will and for us to now have just ended season four and Will is still like this anomaly in a way. Does not make sense to me, but we're going to trust <laughs> that they know what they're doing and season five is going to like bring everything full circle um, because clearly they have a plan and we saw, they know the story they want to tell and we saw it unfold greatly this season, going all the way back to the first season, how everything was connected, which I found it. Do I want to jump to this or do I want to not? I will just say this before, because we're going to hold on talking about Vecna. So do you want to talk about some other kids? Um, I will say this. I thought it was weird, like reading all of the articles that were like, Vecna's been here since season one. I thought that we figured that out at the end of, of volume one. And I didn't think that we needed volume two. While I appreciate the backstory and I thought it was all like, I have no tr issues or problems with like the story that was told in season, um, in season two and volume two and like Vecna explaining like how everything tied together. But I thought when we got to season um, or volume one, when it's revealed that um, Eleven sent Henry or number one, <laughs> or Vecna, to, to the Upside Down, that he was the one who's been down there controlling everything since season one. I thought that that was, like, clear, but, like, I don't know. So, I will just say that. But, yeah, okay, let's see. Do I just go down all the all the kids? I haven't done that in a while. Mike, I feel like we didn't see, I mean, we did see 
a lot of Mike, not really, but I feel like he kind of played more of a back, not a backseat role, because I don't want to say they played a backseat role, but I feel like he's usually the one like leading the charge. And because he wasn't in Hawkins and he was with the road trip crew, which if you listen to my volume one um, discussion, you know that I am calling the kids who were driving from state to state trying to find 11, the road trip crew. Like, I don't know. So we didn't get a lot from him. We do get to see him kind of like come to a realization of like how he feels about 11, even though you know that. Like they're just getting into high school. <laughs> so they're still like, but they've also experienced some very traumatic things and that can bring people together. And like, you can have these emotions that you may not have had early on or as strongly had you not gone through those traumatic experiences. So it all makes sense. It all tracks. But I think it was just more so seeing him come to the, come into, I don't know if it's the realization, but being okay with the fact that there may come a point where Eleven may not need him. And I feel like we've kind of seen it with Mike season over season because he's kind of played that leader role. He's always been like trying trying to be protective of Eleven, but like, I, I feel like this season, he even more so realized that she can stand on her own two feet. She doesn't need someone like protecting her all the time. Like she's got this. I don't know. That's kind of what I was getting from Mike this season, but also like, I think also realizing his friendship with Will that maybe he needs to be a better friend to Will. Or I don't even, because I when, I when I say be a better friend, I feel like that seems like I'm saying he's a horrible friend, but I don't think any of them are horrible friends. I just think, I don't know. <laughs> Do I have a soft spot for Will? Is that why we keep going back to Will? I don't know, I don't know. But I just feel like no one, and I feel like I said this in maybe season two or three, or no, it would have had it been season two, potentially. Where I just feel like no one was like, hey, Will, are you okay? Or like, I know he was, it was when he first got out, I was like, oh, like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine, blah, blah, blah. But I just feel like, I don't know. And I think the conversations that he and Will had, I think, opened up Mike's eyes to be like, oh, shoot, maybe I need to be like a better friend to Will and not just be kind of like because you know how some friendships you can be like oh like you can fall back on the comfortability comfortability is that even what I want to say the comfortableness of knowing that that friend is always going to be there and so you kind of take them for granted in a way that's I think what I'm trying to say between Mike and Will so do I, is there anything else really that I want to say about Mike no not really I feel like we spent a lot of time in Hawkins so I feel like there's a lot to say about the Hawkins kids um Jonathan and um Nancy I don't know what's going on with their relationship like we also saw Steve kind of like popping back up in there and then when they saw each other at the end when they finally get back to Hawkins it was kind of like they don't want to like talk about what their issues are um Nancy and Jonathan because there's issues there that they're not addressing and them continuing to like bury it and move on like things are okay Jonathan is clearly lying about school I feel like either he did not apply or he did not get accepted it's one of the two and he's not telling her the truth 
I'm not sure why he's not telling her the truth, but eventually she's going to find out the truth. So just be truthful. So they both need to be truthful with each other because I don't know, like long distance, really long distance relationships are hard, but they're made even harder when you don't communicate and be truthful with each other. So I'm not going to go on my like young love relationship tangent because this is based in the eighties and I feel like most still then people were like getting married young and all that stuff. So like, whatever, that's, that's what was happening then. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I feel like they need to be real, have a real conversation and talk about it. And also Nancy, I think there's something, um, I don't know if there's something, I guess you can argue that there's something there between her and Steve. I mean, they, again, went through another traumatic experience together, being actually in the upside down, nearly dying, like, for real this time. Also, can we talk about how many people did not die? I mean, there were deaths, but I honestly was expecting, like, some major main character deaths, and we didn't get that. But now we're getting in season five. I'm expecting there to be major character deaths because, like, there's just no way everyone just keeps surviving. Max, we're going to get to her in a minute. But, like, <laughs> what's going on here? Um, yeah, so they went through something more traumatic or they went through more traumatic events together. And then um, clearly there was some feelings that were bubbling up again. Steve has never really been over Nancy, <laughs> if we want to be honest. And I think Nancy being around this new version of Steve, like, post- breakup post being with um Jonathan and then having Jonathan not there to be like a distraction now her actually spending real time with him I think that opened up her eyes to a side of Steve that she didn't know and therefore bubbled up um some feelings that I feel like she's not really addressing as well so Nancy Jonathan <laughs> I need you guys to be adults and <laughs> be real and like have real conversations and really um address how you're feeling about each other but then also Nancy how you're feeling about Steve and just be real about it so we will say that um who are we missing oh Robin I like Robin <laughs> I thought it was interesting to see her like in the fold from the jump because I know when we met her she was kind of like she was there as Steve's friend and then was like <laughs> towards the end was like oh shoot this is what's really going on in this town no clue and then now we get to see her like from beginning to end um be in it and also seeing her um just like I don't know how much growth we could say we've seen from her from last season to now. <laughs> because, like, I do feel like we learned more about her. But, yeah, I thought she was it was great to have her there um, to break up, like, what I think could have been the monotony of seeing, like, Steve and Nancy together and, like, this, like, Googled eye thing that's kind of like the world is ending. We don't need this right now <laughs> type of thing. So to have her there and to also have um, Eddie there were, was a good, like, breakup of those two, but also, like, a good, solid, older older kids group. I feel like we need to find a better name for them. Um, but, yeah. So 
Let's talk about Eddie in conjunction with Dustin. Because Dustin has also done a lot of um, growing. He's like come into his, his leadership <laughs> role <laughs> for sure. And I feel like people take him more seriously. And we always, um, I think previously talked about his relationship with Steve and how like, oh, we love that relationship, that friendship and um, like how they play off of each other. And then we get Eddie, who's like a totally different character from Steve. He's more, while, while Steve is more like trying to be cool, like I got this, you know, hair shake, all that. Eddie is more so like on the nerdy um, end of things, kind of like similar to what you would probably expect, like one of our, one of the kids, actually one of the kids to grow up and be like, hopefully they would graduate high school. But, like, <laughs> that's kind of what you may picture. And so it's interesting to see their friendship grow um, during this season as well. And having Eddie be a part of the group because he is, like, the main suspect for, uh, for <laughs> the murders that are going on, which have now been blamed on the Hellfire High School Club <laughs> which is still like, we're going to talk about Jason because I have some things to say about Jason. Oh my gosh, do I have some things to say about Jason? But we're going to hold for a minute. Um, so I think it was, um, I enjoy seeing like their relationship and how close they got and how this, I mean, again, they are going through and experiencing a traumatic or traumatic events, we should say, um, plural. And so that, that usually brings people closer together sometimes quicker than they probably would have had they not went through that experience. And so by the time we get to the end, I'm not surprised that Eddie ended up dying. I'm really not. Um, just because we met him this season, we, as a viewer, yeah, we grow to like him as a character on the screen, like his, like him as a friend to Dustin, like him for all the comedic relief he gives us for him being the only person who seems to have a realistic reaction to everything that is going on. Like, why are we going back into the Upside Down? This is absolutely crazy. This doesn't make sense. Like, we appreciate we appreciate him for all of that. But when we're talking about who's going to die, I'm not surprised that he's one of the ones who ends up dying. And even the fact that, like, Dustin went back after he um, got out of the Upside Down... And then um, he saw that um, Eddie was about to sacrifice himself and jumped back through the um, opening. Oh my gosh, what are we calling them? Doors? I don't know. <laughs> back into the upside down to try to go save him. And we see those bat bird things. Like literally, there were t 20 of them literally latched onto him. I was like, there's no way he's surviving that. And he doesn't. He ends up dying. It was very sad because, you know, it was sad. It was sad to see him die, but also sad to watch Dustin watch him die because, like, he had become a friend to him and, like, someone he looked up to. Um, and also, I feel like um, Eddie learned a lot from just being around Dustin as well. And we even see that in the moment when they're, like, making their um, weapons to go into the Upside Down. And, like, they have that moment where, where Dustin, where Eddie's like, don't stop being you. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is such a sweet moment. Like, even that, you knew that Eddie was going to die in that moment. Like, there was no way he wasn't going to die. So, 
I don't know, but it was, it was as always, Dustin is always going to give us comedic relief. He's always given us comedic relief since the show has began. I don't see that um, ending anytime soon because he just has really quick um, comebacks for anything that's happening. Uh, and there is usually funny whatever's coming out of his mouth. So, but I do think him experiencing losing someone in that way, I think is, it should have an impact on him because like he literally watched his friend die. And so I would expect to see some change in him um, for season five, but we shall see. Who have we not talked about? Lucas. I love seeing Lucas and Erica together. I know Erica's always been there, but she's kind of been like there to be the little sister who gets on <laughs> Lucas's nerve. We got to see her a little bit in on the action last season, but like still not really all the way in on everything that's going on. So to have her like all the way in it and there, and then to have them have those um, those sibling moments, because you know, it's on my list of things I love, it's a sibling moment. Have them those moments where like, they're actually like talking to each other and being real where it's, they're like, she's like, oh, I do all these things because I love you and all that stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. But we knew as soon as that guy who was walking his dog when they're at um, Vecna's house saw Erica run across the street and saw the lights in the um, house. We knew it was going to get back to Jason and Jason was going to end up there. So you're just watching them in the house waiting for Jason to show up. <sighs> this is where we talk about Jason because Jason, I feel like, was the most unnecessary character in the entire series. I don't even know, understand why he was created or why he was there. We did not need him. If we just look at his character and we go back through everything that happened, how we not had him, the only thing he did was cause the town to be like, oh, Hellfire group is demonic. And then went on, literally defied the police and went on his own mission to find Eddie so he could kill him himself. Like what? And then for him to show up for his friend to like literally chase Erica up center. I was so frustrated watching the, the scene. Cause I was just like, are they literally about to kill some kids? <laughs> like, are we really about to do this? Like watching that kid holding her down the ground. I was like, did no one look at this and be like, Hey, Maybe not. And then also watching the fight between Lucas and Jason as well. And then when he's like literally has him in a chokehold and you're like, oh my gosh, is he about to freaking kill Lucas? Over what? Literally over what and why? It does, it's just like, oh my gosh, why Why is this character here? I, I get frustrated by characters, but Jason, oh my gosh, I, it was so frustrating watching him on screen. And then for him to end up dying in the way that he died was just like... I I felt absolutely nothing. I was just like, oh my gosh, we did not need him as a character at all. Maybe I'm the only one who felt that way, but we did not need him. I feel like we still would have gotten the same story without Jason like showing up and causing havoc. Because even still, when Max went up, like there would have been, well, I guess he stepped on the um, headphones so he couldn't play the music. But like at that point, I don't know. I just don't, I just don't see, I just don't see how he was like integral to the story outside of being a, a nuisance, which was like, if that's what they were getting at, <laughs> you accomplished it. But 
I don't know. I feel like it could have, if they really needed the headphones to break, it could have been done a different way. But yeah. So that was Jason. Unnecessary. <laughs> but I did like to see um, the relationship between Erica and Lucas grow. And even so, when they're in the hospital with Max and like she's there like supporting him. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so precious. So hopefully we get to see that continue into season five and um, continue to see like their relationship um, and their bond grow stronger. And for Erica to continue to be like in the loop on everything that's going on. Because she too <laughs> brings a realistic view to everything that's going on as well. Um, Max. Okay, let's talk about Max. Because I do think we've seen a lot of um, growth from her. Especially with this season. Her being the one who gets Vecna's curse. And then her being the ploy to for them to try to kill Vecna. We do see a lot of growth from her, like even that whole bit where she's talking about um, like her true feelings about Billy and like her come to the realization of like how she felt and even like seeing love and going through some of her memories. Like clearly she's going through a lot. If I consider Max a main character, so if we had at least one main character death, I was under the impression that Max would be one of them. And the reason I say that is because Max hasn't been here since the beginning. I feel like they wanted to kill a main character and not kill anyone else. While people love Max, I feel like it may be a lesser blow than if they kill like... Eleven they're not going to kill because especially if we have another season, we need Eleven to fight Vecna. So that doesn't even make sense. Like she's not going to die. But like killing Max versus killing Will, I think the reaction to a Max kill versus a Will kill or a Matt's kill versus a, a Lucas kill or like any of the other kids, I feel like would have gone down a little smoother. So if they had to kill a main character, I was always like, at least if it's one, it would potentially be Max. So the fact that we got to the point where, again, I thought their idea to try to go take on Vecna by themselves without even, without help from Eleven, which we're going to talk about that because I have, I, I have some questions, <laughs> but the fact that they thought that they were going to go in and try to kill Vecna on their own, I wrote on my notes, I wrote, where is it at? Because I wrote it down so many times. End of episode seven, when they're talking about their idea, or not when they're talking about their idea, but when they first talk about the idea of what they want to do in episode eight, why am I talking about episode seven? Episode eight. I wrote, this is a very bad idea. And then when they're now preparing to go and do their plan, I wrote, this is a bad idea. <laughs> and then we get to episode nine and everyone's like talking about, I didn't even talk about the adults, but they're still in Russia. I mean, they make it back to the States after everything happened. But like they're in Russia, they make a bunch of dumb decisions as well and think that it's going to help. Um, with helping the kids back in Hawkins, but they all survive. None of them die. Um, and we see Hopper go up against a Demogorgon or Goggin, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't really have too much to say about the adults, <laughs> but anyway, 
<laughs> so yeah, so we're at the beginning of episode nine. And I'm just like, these are all bad ideas, like all bad ideas. There is no way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would be the friend who would be like, okay, I'm staying back. Y'all let me know how it goes because <laughs> there's no way I'm going back into the upside down to try to take on this thing that's literally out here just killing people like without even being in the same dimension as them and snapping up their bodies. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm fine. I don't need to participate. Like that's just how I feel. So when we see um, him and Eleven fighting, which was like kind of, I thought it was an interesting way to address how would Eleven be able to help was like for them to essentially be fighting in um, this this mind world. <laughs> um, so I thought that was interesting. But when we get to the point where, and when watching, when I say this entire two hours and 22 minutes was stressful, when he had 11 up on, first of all, the kids, the teen, the, um, not the, the older kids, they're already snatched up on the wall being choked to death then you got 11 snatched up being choked to death and then you got him with his hand over max about to take her out and i'm just like oh my gosh it's too much going on and then he's like i'm sitting there like 11 girl because you like we know she's not gonna die i'm like girl you are a bad bitch like do you know who you are i'm gonna need you to realize it and i'm gonna need you to do something right now like literally talking at the screen like 11 girl Use your power. You know who you are. Come to real the realization and come to it quick because <laughs> we don't got time for this. But um, when he has Max and then uh, she, we see her like levitate up into the air and like we see Lucas see it. Uh, freaking Jason's too consumed with trying to kill Lucas. He doesn't see it. But then like when it gets to the point where he breaks her. Um, arms and legs I was like oh my gosh there's no way she I mean like <laughs> bones can heal but <laughs> at that point I was like oh my gosh I don't even know um and then that kind of like wakes 11 up and she like takes out oh my gosh we gotta talk about that too takes out um freaking uh Vecta and then like we see the team the older kids are able to get out of the chokehold and like burn him and like the the un, upside down and so Max ends up falling down and so she's like oh I can't see I can't see and it's like oh my gosh what's gonna happen to her and then we see her in the hospital bed and then we see she essentially before we get to the hospital part she essentially died and Eleven was in, still in her mind and was like no you're not gonna die and then it like jumps to her being in the hospital or like jumps to like the aftermath of like the world literally splitting open and um she's in the hospital and we see that she goes into her mind and like she's calling for max but like there's no one there i don't know i mean she could still show up who knows but that's insane i wrote it down i think they said she was dead for a minute and 30 seconds did i not write that down oh dead she died for over a minute so potentially she's brain dead um and i don't know tbd on what's to happen with max i mean she could come back um 
but it honestly depends because we're going to talk about a little bit about season five predictions, but I don't know. It depends. I feel like we've been talking about season five predictions. So like, why do we need to group them up? But I don't know, because I've been seeing in articles talking about a time jump. We got a time jump, a like slight time jump this season. Ugh, I don't want to talk about this right now. We're going to come back to the, to the time jump thing. <laughs> Put a pin in it. Let's talk about Vecna because he reveals, he like pretty much lays everything out. He's like, I've been behind this whole time when you sent me down here to the upside down. It was essentially nothing. Um, we know that he's been controlling the mind, the mind flare going all the way back to season one when the mind flare got into Will. Again, I don't understand like the disconnect between realizing that Vecna was Henry or number one who had been sent to the upside down by 11 like why that didn't correlate that he would be behind everything that's happened this entire series but you know I don't know maybe I don't know I just I don't understand how that didn't like oh my gosh he's been behind everything like <laughs> immediately after volume one but here we are so he's like I've been behind everything um and he's been trying to talk to her um and get out to her and it also explains like his obsession with Eleven because like he knows her she sent him there and then him to be like oh this is because of you because she sent him there to this other dimension and then he created this world there's another thing that I was seeing where I was talking about why then is the upside down a replica of Hawkins but like stuck in 1983 I believe it's 1983 and my whole thing was like at first I was like, well, isn't that when he got sent there? But then I went back because we did see where we went back in time in volume one and episode one. And I believe that was 79 when we first see like 11 and like explore more of what was happening at the lab. But then 83, because it's 86 now, isn't 83 when everything started with Will? So could it, it's either... Because I cannot remember if the Upside Down looked like that when Will first got there or if it was, like, while he was down there. So it's either it's stuck in 83 because, like, that's the last that Vecna remembers of Hawkins or it's because Will was down there and he, like, his coping was for him to, like, create hawkins or whatever like create these safe spaces because we know he had been hiding um in places and upside down so like could it have been that he in some way helped to create the hawkins that's stuck in 83 i don't know those are like the two things that i'm getting from like why upside the upside down would be 83 hawkins but y'all let me know what you think but um when the when the older kids burned him burn Vecna and then we see Nancy trying to like shoot him when I tell you I was stressed I was literally screaming at the screen shoot him in the head shoot him in the head like why are we not shooting him in the head what's the one thing that we know especially for things that are like not human and we want to kill them usually in order to kill them we need to aim for the head so why are we not aiming for the head and then the last shot and he like falls out the window 
And then like, we don't see his body. So then I would assume that everyone thinks, believes that he's still alive, right? We don't need for a will to come back to Hawkins and be like, oh, he's still alive, I fell home. Because if it's anything that we've learned from freaking superhero movies and like sci-fi and stuff, the person is not, or the thing is not dead until you see a dead body. So like, I don't know, that was all like, when Will shows back up, he's like, I can feel him, like, really weird. And, like, Will suspiciously, no, not suspiciously, but, like, Will speak. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but I was trying to go somewhere, but it's clearly not going there. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, yeah, he's still alive for sure. Um, but, yeah, did I talk about everything that I wanted to hit on... Beckman's like he was exploring the upside down because he got down there with nothing down there. I kind of talked about that. I talked about Mind Flayer. He was the, he is the Mind Flayer. He was the Mind Flayer. Um, oh, the one thing I did right, I was like, well, because now everyone's back in Hawkins. Mind you, <laughs> the night after like the world, the world splits open and they're like, oh, it was an earthquake that we've never seen happen in Hawkins. <laughs> Like, that was not an earthquake. I would have been in, in in the string of cards getting the heck up out of town because there is no way. I'm like, this is all I need. I'm going. Goodbye. Like, not staying. And then to see um, Mike, and, Mike and Nancy's parents just literally chilling. <laughs> not a care in the world. No, like, urgency to leave. I'm just like, again, it cannot be me because I would be on the first thing smoking out of Hawkins. <laughs> And then when like the snow, the, the snow in quotes, cause it's not snow. I don't know what we're going to call it. We're going to find a word for it by the time we get, I'm sure they're going to have a word for it in season five. But um, when we see like the flakes coming down and everyone's like, oh, snow, it's snowing. It's like, no, no. If this is not yet another sign to get the hell up out of Hawkins, I don't know what else is. Like essentially I would be like everyone else besides 11, like 11, you're the most powerful. Like if you need our help, let us know what we can do from a far distance. <laughs> but I would literally be like, Hawkins is unsafe for human, um, for humans to live here. So like everyone needs to evacuate. That's literally what I would be communicating if I was in charge of like an agency or, or anything like that, Homeland Security or whatever. <sighs> but yeah, season five. So let's talk about the time jump thing. I was seeing things talk about they were saying they're going to have to time jump because the kids are getting older, which is like, yeah. But then I was like, wait, were they talking about they had a time jump for season four? Because season four, we did have a mini time jump. Um, or are they talking about we're going to have to time jump for season five as well? But then based on how we ended things, I just feel like you can't jump that far ahead because like what happened? <laughs> after Hawkins literally turned into the upside down and he literally Beckna was like in that moment where he was like you to 11 you've already lost and you don't even know it like literally they he needed to open the fourth door and even though um Max I mean we don't know like physically she isn't dead because like they were able to um like they have her hooked up in the hospital so she, and even though she may be clinically brain dead she did die long enough for that fourth um door to open which is what caused the 
world <laughs> for Hawkins to open up and now Vecna is going to literally do what he said he was going to do, which is make Hawkins into what he thinks Hawkins should be. Essentially re redo or redraw the lands, if you will. So he's like, You don't need you've lost and you don't even realize you've lost. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's very foreboding, like what's gonna happen in season five. But because season five is final season, clearly there's gonna have to be a winner. Is either gonna be Vecna or is either gonna be eleven? I mean, I don't see how we go through season oh, five seasons and then like the people we're rooting for don't win. But I feel like if they win, there has to be a realistic cost as in lives lost, potentially. Okay, I always say this, especially when we're going to a final season. I am never surprised at anyone who's going to die, main character to small character, like everyone's fair game. Wouldn't I be surprised potentially if maybe Eleven dies because, you know, she's going head to head um, or like any of the other kids, like everyone's fair game. I'm expecting deaths, <laughs> which just sounds so wrong to say that, but I am really expecting at least a couple of people to die realistically, like we're going to have to have some people die. Um, it's going to be sad, but I'm not going to be surprised. I also won't be surprised if they don't end up killing anyone because then I would think it would just be like fan service. And they're like, oh, you just want to like end things on a high note. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's going to be, I, I don't know how many episodes it's going to be for season five. I think it's been generally 10 episodes. Each season, except this season, was nine episodes. But if you put in the length, it's about, it's actually more than 10. It's so, or the runtime is longer than, like, a general 10-episode season runtime. Um, actually, no. Now I'm looking at I'm like, how many episodes has it been? First season was eight. Second season was nine. Third season was eight. Fourth season was nine. So maybe fifth season will be eight episodes. I don't know. We also don't know when the fifth season is coming. Um, it's generally been about two to three years between seasons. Hopefully, because it's the final season, it's not going to be three years. Hopefully, it won't even be two years. Hopefully, they give us the final season next year so we can just wrap it up. Um, but... Who knows? But yeah, this has been a very interesting season. I've enjoyed watching it. Um, I'm assuming then since season five is the final season, they're probably going to do something similar. Like, I don't understand why. Maybe they split it up because they are expecting there to be like a gap, a longer gap or a long gap between four and five. But then I'm still like, I don't understand why. And that's also why I was like, oh, this is the final season because they did like the volume one, volume two drop, which they usually only do on Netflix if it's like the last season. So that's why I was like, hmm. But I don't know. So I, based on this, I wouldn't be surprised if we get like a two volume drop for the final season, which is like, oh, <laughs> but <laughs> it is what it is. And I also wouldn't be surprised if the run times are actually, I don't know. Cause I don't know what's like, how they're going to, how they're going to do this. Like just when you're like, oh, it could be like short. 
then it's like, oh, wait, no, we need more. We need that extra, like, time. And I appreciate that <laughs> they're like, oh, let's not make it, like, more episodes. We'll just make the episodes longer. Like, I appreciated that. I don't know why. Maybe it's reverse psychology because I'm like, I don't need a long season of TV. Okay, we won't give you a long season of TV technically in length of episodes, but runtime it is longer. I don't know. I was just like, it works. And I thought the like, the, knowing that the final two seasons were going, or two seasons, the final two episodes were going to be long, watching it, it did not feel long. I felt even the two hour and 22 minute one, because going in, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, it's a total of like four hours. I don't know why in my head that then translated to an hour and a half for episode eight, an hour and a half for episode four, which is not, or episode four, episode nine, which is not four hours. That's like three hours. So I don't know what's going on in my brain. So when I saw like the hour and a half runtime for season or season, my gosh, Eva, girl, get it together for episode eight. <laughs> when I saw the hour and a half runtime, I was like, okay. And then an hour and a half for episode nine and then I looked those like two hours and 22 minutes I was like oh my gosh but it didn't feel that long it was stressful but it didn't feel long so I don't know but yeah so we still have one more season and it's going to be the final battle of all final battles and I'm sure there's going to be a lot to wrap up and the one main thing that I'm like is I need I need to know what the hell is going on with Will. Like, can we finally answer that in season five? Because it's the final season. Like, can we? <laughs> Let me know what you guys thought about season four of Stranger Things volume two. And I will talk to you in the next episode. That's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently Vincent on Instagram and at current on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on, and I'll talk to you in the next one.